now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, Loa, Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Welcome to the first broadcast of 2023. We made it. They allowed us on for another year. Well, or a week. We go week to week on this show, but it's uh, it feels good. Uh, a fresh start, you think, Dennis? It's uh, definitely a great new year. It's definitely warmed up since Christmas, right? Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's hope everything's starting off on a good foot. We're we're gonna uh, think positive despite the news and everything else. You know, uh, well, I tell you, I'm thinking positive. You know, Greg's got his medical in the hopper, so this will be right. the year. Uh, that but is then so again, true. we've said that every year for ten years. But this really is the year. I really think this could be the year. I did talk to you know uh, Doctor Bush. At uh, you know, AV, you know, 51 doc or doc 51, one of those, AV doc, AV doc, right? And uh, he, he is expecting some updates within the next week or two, so we'll, we'll at least get an update from the FAA on my third class medical, which will lend itself to me finally getting my private pilot certificate. It's gonna happen hopefully sooner than later, but that's a whole nother issue. We've got other things to navigate through on today's show because. Well, you know, the holidays did create quite a uh, quite a thing in the aviation industry uh, when it came, comes to commercial flights. And uh, Southwest took the brunt of the negative publicity at a level that, wow, I haven't seen in a long, long time. That might have been a new record of uh, nightmarish PR for an airline, you think? Yeah, I don't think that's the kind of PR they want, though. No, no, it was, it was, this was bad, bad stuff. Yeah. I'm, I mean, you know, the weather. Comparing Southwest Airlines to COVID because at least COVID was airborne. Right. Um, you know, that's definitely a bad sign. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> never a good, uh, good thing. You know, you know, all the airlines had a tough time with the weather, you know, uh, leading up to the New Year's Eve weekend. And, and then, uh, you know, oh my gosh, it would just uh, hit the fan when that, front came through and just wreaked havoc on all of the holiday flights and people were furious and you know and initially all the airlines suffered it was like okay you know it's a weather event it's going to create problems for all flights and you know initially you know the airlines were putting out press releases saying like hey look we can't uh you know we're not god we we can't stop the weather when this happens there's not much you can do uh, and that lasted for about a day or so. And then, I don't know, United Americans started coming out of it and canceling less flights. Yeah. And then uh, all of a sudden, Southwest like doubled the amount of canceled flights when the weather started passing. We're like, wait a minute, what the hell's going on here? Some of this first excuse that they put out didn't seem to be panning out. And sure enough, the CEO came out and apologized. And, and uh, you know, it was just a... A PR nightmare for Southwest, and people were furious before being stranded for multiple days at airports all across the country. It was quite a mess. And uh, I, I got to say, uh, initially, I, I felt bad for all of them. 
And then when I first heard that Southwest seemed to be bouncing back uh, a lot slower than the other ones, I was like, well, that's odd. Well, you know, it's the weather. Maybe they're just affected in their, you know, home bases there in Texas, I think it was. It was is that Southwest? Is Are they based in Texas they're somewhere? They're based in Dallas. Dallas, right. And yep, uh, maybe Dallas. The, the weather was even worse there. I thought that was the initial plan or initial issue. And then I was like, wait a minute, this is still going on. And the weather has already passed. What the heck is going on? And then the CEO from Southwest comes out and apologizes publicly, saying, we let everybody down. We're sorry. And then, you know, I start digging a little deeper, and you find these YouTube videos, and you realize that what really happened here is once the weather came down and knocked everybody in the teeth and, uh, had, you know, everybody had to cancel all these flights, the reason Southwest couldn't get back up uh, and running is because they were hit so hard that it overloaded their rescheduling software for their flights. And they literally had to shut down the airline for like a, a day to reset everything. Is that what you heard too, Dennis? Yeah, more or less. Uh, the, the system was uh, over capacity and beyond uh, what they had planned for because they've never had such a severe impact to their, uh, or, you know, their route system that uh, they just couldn't cope with it. Yeah. And a lot of people are putting the blame on the you know the C, the the C office for not putting the investment into IT years ago that other airlines had. They're, you know, band-aiding and keeping the old system up and running and it just didn't scale when it needed to and you know, they're like, "Okay, great. You had the shareholder value there for for quite a while by not putting that investment in, but now what is, you know, what's the payoff here?" Right. We're, they were using we're now, like uh Windows XP or something I, I you know i don't know well, what the i think that might have been an was. upgrade <laughs> yeah maybe because it was really yeah, old software and and what i you know I, I saw a youtube video this guy really broke it down uh really well and what he claimed was that uh the software was ancient and and exactly for the reason you said they haven't been putting money back into that infrastructure to set up reservations and things and 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 there's been so much additional restrictions that the FAA have put on say like flight crews and there's all these parameters that they have to abide by to be able to legally fly uh, there the only way to manage this is with software so the software goes in like if you cancel a flight and then uh, it uh, moves a plane and gets a different crew and has this crew slept long enough and divided by all the FAA re- restrictions. It's all these different, you know, hoops that they got to jump through before the plane can be legal. That uh, man trying to do it manually is almost impossible. So they have software that does this and it can handle, you know, a few hundred cancellations, but it can't handle thousands. <laughs> and the, so the the software got overloaded. And just uh, bogged down to the point where I guess they made a decision. They said, okay, we're going to just shut down the airline for a day. Let everything reset. <laughs> they went through a hard reset, like a boot. Uh, and they had to wait 24 hours for those uh, parameters to all clear out for flight crews and things. That's what this guy said. I don't know if that's true or not. You don't hear this on the mainstream media. I'll tell you that much. But, boy, if this is accurate, wow. Now I understand why the CEO was so apologetic because this sounded like someone seriously dropped the ball at Southwest. I think so. And then you have to take a look at Southwest's business model and the way that they operate is radically different than any other airline. If you notice, there's only one airplane in their fleet. It's a 737. Mm-hmm. And if they need to shuffle things around, there, there's only so many empty seats available. 
When uh, United Airlines had a double tire blowout here at Fort Myers that shut down the airport for about 11 hours because the 737 was stranded on the middle of the runway, that caused Delta and everybody else to back up. Right. Well, Delta was able to recover from that very quickly by pulling all of the 737 flights that were coming into Fort Myers and running 767s. So they were able to accommodate and put more passengers onto a single flight to help alleviate that backlog. All Southwest can do is keep throwing more airplanes at it and packing them all to 100% capacity and try to get additional flights in to make that up. And, you know, it's really difficult. On the other hand, it's also a genius move on their part because they only have to maintain one fleet of airplanes, one set of parts, one set of mechanic qualifications, one set of pilot qualifications. So there's definitely some economies of scale to them for that. But when something like this goes sideways, it's also possibly a liability for them. Yeah. You know, when it works, it's great. It's awesome. It may be even cheaper. Uh, But when it doesn't, all hell breaks loose. And, uh, you know, then you end up being stranded like that. And uh, if you're a passenger on them, and boy, I'll tell you after that news, I, I didn't really put Southwest in that same category as the other budget carriers. But after the last weekend, I'm not so sure. Uh, they, got some, uh, they got some work to do to get that fixed. I feel sorry for them, and I still love them. But wow, what a mess. And let's just hope things get better for John, not just them, but for everybody. You agree with that, right, Dennis? You bet, because we all want to be flying and get to our our vacation destinations. Absolutely. More coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Approach the great and powerful Roz. Uh, Dennis, uh, Hangar 18 down the street. Swirlings! The great and powerful Roz knows why you have come. Okay, uh, some spark plug wires and washers for my Mooney 201. Swirlings! The magnificent Roz has every intention of granting your request. Great. But first, you must prove yourself worthy by bringing me a stick from a Cirrus Vision Jet. You know, I'm not a fan of the whole flying monkey thing. I think I'm going to call aircraft spruce and specialty. Oh, okay, you got me. Uh, just a man behind the curtain with a aircraft spruce catalog. Pretty cool, though, huh? You don't need a wizard to find parts for your plane. You need Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Supplying the aviation industry for over 50 years. Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Call 877-4-SPRUCE. 877-4-SPRUCE or go to aircraftspruce.com. That's aircraftspruce.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. 
Lane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. My current boyfriend, uh, when we first started dating, I gave him helicopter lessons, flying lessons for his birthday. He never showed an interest in flying, but I just gave them to him in case, like, the world has gone to shit. And we need to fly away. You can't in a day learn to fly a helicopter. Yeah, you can. And it's not even that much money. No, you cannot. I'm telling you, you cannot learn. Yes, you can. He's good at flying a helicopter after he a day. He never did it because he was scared. But, um, but I'll get someone to do it. I just have to have someone that knows how to fly. I can fly. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information on this first show of 2023. And uh, boy, the end of last year gave us a lot to talk about today, uh, including that Southwest debacle uh, with them having issues with software, maybe not investing in enough in, the, uh, in IT in the past. It caused their scheduling software to just crash and they had to pretty much reset the entire airline and shut down for a day and and kind of you know purge all the time limits and restrictions they had for it was what a mess and i felt so i I felt terrible for the people that were stranded you know throughout the country last week and a lot of upset people and uh you know the thing is you know, I, I never had put Southwest in the category as some of the other budget carriers like Spirit or Frontier or Allegiant and, and stuff. You know, look, they have their, their place, but I, I don't like flying them because I don't want to be stranded. But I, I always kind of counted on Southwest. I mean, they're much bigger than those other airlines, and maybe that's why this hadn't really happened to this level uh, up until this point, but I kind of put them with the other guys like, Hey, you want to fly Southwest there? They're right in there. They're, they do great work. They're usually on time, have great crews and provide very good service, you know, a little bit more budget friendly and, and that kind of thing. A lot of times, and you get the two free bags and all that kind of good stuff. I enjoy all that. I even like the way they board their airplanes a lot of times, but I never considered being stranded by them either and not having uh uh, you know, an an easy plan B, like you said, they all they all fly what seven thirty sevens in Southwest. That's all they do. That's the only airplane in their fleet is the seven thirty seven. Lots of different variants, but their crews are trained on the seven thirty seven. They can fly anything. You could put them in an old seven hundred, or you can put them in a new Max. Yeah, they can just accept whatever plane's scheduled for a particular flight. Okay, all right. So they got one model or one type of craft that they deal with. So they can't necessarily add huge capacity. Uh, on the on the fly, like maybe the other carriers that you know uh, you know do different models and seven seven sevens or eighty sevens or God knows what how big you want to go, but the other thing that got brought up is that they don't have an agreement with the other airlines. Like if uh, Southwest cancels a flight, you know they could say, okay, look, there's another flight on American going out around the same time. We're going to go ahead and get you on that so you can get to your destination. They don't have that agreement with American Delta or United. Like the those guys do, I think. What is it? United, American, and Delta? Do they all have that kind of agreement among amongst themselves? Or I don't know how that system works. Do you, Dennis? Well, it's called an interline agreement, and the major carriers, the legacy carriers, definitely have that sort of agreement. Obviously, they would much prefer to transport a, a passenger on their own aircraft, but. Yeah. In the event of a cancellation like that, where it's crucial that they get you to the destination to make another connection, they will and have uh, put you on another carrier. 
I mean, I've been on a uh, United flight where it got canceled in Minneapolis. They put me on a Delta flight to get me to Minneapolis so I could get my connection to Jamaica. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they have that option. There is that flexibility. Right. So they they have an agreement amongst some... their businesses, but Southwest doesn't belong to it, or or and I'm sure there must be some kind of money exchanged uh, for that uh, group to to have that arrangement. And Southwest opted not to do that, uh, evidently for money or for whatever reason. I, I don't know, but they don't have that uh, I think card to play. There's multiple layers it? to it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think there's multiple layers to it because Southwest has really been very successful going it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at their route structure, they're not a hub and spoke airline like the traditionals are. Right. If you look at Delta, the majority of flights are going to connect through Atlanta, uh, through Detroit, uh, Los Angeles, uh, St. Louis, or, uh, Salt Lake City, those types of places. If you're on United, you're going out through uh, Houston or uh, Charlotte, you know, basically these the major hubs. Mm-hmm. So that, their model is funneling in and out of those major airports. Southwest does it completely different. They're a point-to-point network. They're going to a lot of small cities. They'll go Nashville to Fort Myers, for instance, or Nashville to Kansas City. They're not going into a lot of the major airports. You know, they will offer a flight into Atlanta, but they don't make the bulk of their flights through Atlanta. Well, yeah, like in Texas, their hub is uh, Midway as opposed to Houston or Dallas, right? Well, Midway, well, Chicago. Oh, yeah. which? Well, what am I thinking in uh, Texas? Which one? What is their uh, hub in Texas? Well, they have Dallas Love Field. I think is where a lot of the uh, you, that's American. Of I thought uh, uh, Southwest well, had a different American is. Yeah, well, American is out of Dallas, right? But that's where Southwest hub is too in Texas. Well, they, they don't really different. have a hub. Uh-huh. They might have a larger presence there, but it's not. They don't like their their route structures and such that we're running everybody to Dallas or we're running everybody to uh, Detroit or Atlanta. Right, but uh, like Midway they, they versus to, uh, you know O'Hara, like you said, it's probably a lot correct. cheaper to operate out of Midway uh, because maybe the gates and stuff are much uh, you know don't cost as much because the competition isn't as high that, out of that airport. That definitely figures into their overall strategy. And you'll Mm -hmm. find that, too, with a lot of the low-cost carriers. Look at where Allegiant and Frontier and some of these carriers are flying into. They may come into Fort Myers, but Allegiant and Sun Country tend to run a lot more flights into Punta Gorda, a much smaller airport just north of Fort Myers. Punta Gorda doesn't even have jetways. You actually get off on the airplane on air stairs and walk down the ramp. Right. But that also is a lot more economical for them. They're not paying for gate space and jetways and things like that. So mm-hmm. all of that factors in, and Delta doesn't have any sort of a flight out of Punta Gorda. So if that flight canceled, how are you going to get the passengers onto a replacement Delta flight? So, you know, there you go. Uh-huh. So that's, that probably plays into part of why they don't do bother to do an interline agreement because they probably don't have options with the major carriers through a lot of their destinations. Yeah, and there's probably some money involved, I'm guessing. They're trying to um, keep... There's definitely money involved. Oh, yeah. But so, they may not want to fly Delta's passengers on their flights either, you know, because their idea, they want to keep their flights full. They probably don't have enough extra overhead to be even able to accommodate if right. something were to happen. So if you can be uh, flexible in your plans, then, hey, go for it. That, that's fine. And like I said, 
the Southwest has a great reputation generally. I mean, this is the first time, well, maybe the second time, where they've come under fire for uh, dropping the ball like this. And, uh, you know, but if you have the flexibility and you you, you just kind of have a, have a plan B or you don't have to be at your destination, you know, do or die. Otherwise, you know, you're rolling the dice a little bit, it looks like, more and more as things progress. Now, maybe it got so bad they'll fix this and uh, get back on track and we won't have these kind of nightmarish travel scenarios in the future. Time will tell. All right, more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Hey, hold on, door. Hold that door. What? Hold the door. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's my flight to Los Angeles. I'm so I'm on sorry. I just missed it. Look, I made the plane. I'm here. You were so close, but what? unfortunately, the door is locked and closed. You're not letting me on the plane? I know it's frustrating, but once the door closes, that's it. Federal regulations. Uh, please, let, let me in here. It's so ridiculous. There's the plane right there. But really, it's as, as, as if the plane's not there. Well, are you a magician? No, but the door oh, no, is I locked. I see the plane. If you're doing a trick. It's not a good trick. It's such a shame. shame. They will miss this play. 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 I don't want to leave, but I need to. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along. Captain Dennis, where your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. All right, uh, I think we've covered the Southwest thing as about as good as we can. We'll have to see how things uh, progress and how they rebound from this uh, scenario. It was pretty bad PR over the holidays for them. But, you know, uh, Southwest is a great airline. I don't want to pound on them while they're down. I I think they will bounce back. I think they will pull this thing together and uh, figure out what they got to switch up on this south you know software glitch that they have or upgrade things it may take them a few weeks but uh you know i think they i mean i don't think they have any choice do you dennis what what do you think no they don't <laughs> they definitely have to get this fixed and they got to get it right and they got to do it quickly yeah uh, because 
you know, they've, they've lost a lot of customer confidence. And you know what they say, it's costs a lot more money to acquire new customers than it does to retain existing ones. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of businesses, a lot of leisure travelers are going to be reconsidering their choice to save a couple bucks on a ticket and fly southwest when they know that there's a lot more other options that potentially can guarantee they're going to get to their destination. So true. I mean, you can talk about going from hero to zero so quickly. I mean, because they they have one of the best reputations in the aviation, commercial aviation world. They have uh, until, the you know, this started hitting the fan, I, I thought. I mean, they, you know, passengers usually like them, you know, especially when it comes to, like you said, being a, you know, quasi budget carrier. You know, and and even for me, you know, I, ne- I never put them in the same category as like Spirit, Allegiant, Frontier. I mean, I'm not bashing those guys, but you can get phenomenal prices on those uh, on those airlines. But, you know, you kind of get what you pay for a little bit, too. And if you can be flexible and you're willing to put up with, you know, chairs that don't recline and that, you know, the little creature comforts and things like that. And you're on a budget. Hey, those they have their uh, they have their purpose and they're they're great for that. But Spirit's kind of like in the middle to me. And then plus you get your two free bags. I love that. I wish they all would go back to that. <laughs> they That's the one thing I really love about Southwest is that you get the free bags when you travel with them. You don't got to worry about what it, you know you need to bring on a, on a trip or whatever because you know you have that in your back pocket whether you use the two free uh, check bags or not. You with me on that, Dennis? Yes, I, I wish that more airlines would go back to the free bags because I think it would speed up a lot of our boarding process. Right. You know, you got people tr- competing for that overhead bin space and the announcements of this is a full flight where we'd like to check any uh, roller bags at the podium. You mm-hmm. know, all of that takes time. If they would just let people just check it at the gate and give them, you know, even if it's one bag, you know, yeah. what that, that 25 bucks that they're making on that t- that bag versus the pain that they're causing at the gate and on the boarding process. Yeah. Can we go back to the old way, please? Thank you. Yeah, it never happened. It just isn't going to happen. No. Nope. This is what it is. Just another reason why you want to get your own airplane and become a pilot and fly general aviation. So, uh, yeah, that, that could be the moral of this story. Just one more reason why it's better just to uh, do it yourself if you really want to, you know, get to where you need to go and that kind of stuff. Just gonna have to cough well, up we, we spend money that last week right how nope. so what do you mean hopped in the mooney oh that's well, right i hopped in yeah. the mooney flew sure. to orlando international and mm-hmm. got what i needed to do recorded in the studio with you and was back home yeah i didn't have a problem with flights living large right that's that is so true yeah it's the ultimate in flexibility and you know if uh if your flight's late or <laughs> I delayed guarantee that plane isn't going to leave without me well that's true but if your your, your flight is uh late or delayed you only have yourself to blame <laughs> You know, so you kind of go at your own schedule. So having that kind of flexibility, that's what the beautiful aspects of uh, having your own aircraft, uh, you know, that's just one more reason to become a pilot uh, for sure. And, it will, you know, uh, we we don't have to say that too many times, I don't think. Now, uh, there are so many jobs available in aviation, whether you want to be a pilot at a commercial airliner or whatever, the huge amount of opportunities, baggage handlers. You know, uh, uh, ramp workers, which we had another story last week, uh, which was tragic. I, I don't want to make light of it because I feel terrible for the for the lady. But where was this at? Where uh, was it? What Chatt- Chattanooga? No, where? Where was that? Where the Montgomery, Alabama, Alabama? That's right. 
and uh, she was working as I don't know baggage handler or something or or they were bringing the the planes in or something happened. Anyway, she got sucked up into an aircraft engine. I mean, the, this isn't the first time uh, this has happened. It's happened before, but boy, that was a terrible you know incident. And uh, I don't know what uh, what happened. But it just shows you how powerful these things are and how important it is. They got to pay attention to, you know, situational awareness, I guess, if you're on the tarmac there, you think, or what? Definitely. You need to be aware. Uh, you know, those those engines, they're moving a lot of air. And anything that gets in that uh, that 45-degree cone, you know, out as much as 30 feet in front of the engine yeah. has, is a risk of getting sucked in and you know, I remember being trained when I was working for an airline, you know, you, you respect that area. Uh, and that's exactly why, you know, one worst thing that would happen is you get sucked in. But even if uh, a piece of equipment, a hat, anything, you could ruin a million dollar engine. Right. So that is definitely something that you need to be aware of. But even in our piston airplanes, we have the same thing. We make sure you shut down the engine anytime somebody's walking around it. You don't let your passengers out with a running engine. You don't want them walking up into the propeller. Right, Same you don't thing. say clear you know, prop just because it sounds cool, like you're trying to be like Jimmy well, from Jimmy's World. Jimmy. <laughs> I was going to say, Jimmy's made it cool. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get a clear prop? Right. But, uh, yeah, you're right. There, There's definitely, it applies even on an airliner. Stay clear of running equipment. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully we won't hear any more of those stories because every once in a while this happens, and I'm sure... You know, as soon as it hits the news, you know, everybody like, oh, crap. Yeah, we got to pay more attention. You know, I mean, I don't know what exactly happened in this situation. If some protocol was, you know, was overlooked or what. Uh, but, but uh, you know, uh, I'm sure everybody left to kind of manage the, the rest of these flights and stuff were, you know, on their toes and like, oh, yeah, yeah, we got to pay attention. We can't let this kind of stuff happen. It's not good for anybody. So, uh it is what it is, I guess. But, you know, you learn and uh, maybe double down on trying to be safe in that regard. And if anything, it'll give you another reason to never go on the tarmac of any airport. You know, you think? I, I don't think I would. After I heard that story, I tell you, I had no interest whatsoever uh, to going uh, outside the yellow lines when you're like, you know, doing an international flight. You know, they, they usually have... Uh, People sitting there's like stay on the left side of the lane. So I, you know, I was like, yeah, okay, okay, I mean, whatever. But then you hear a story like that, I'm like, gosh, this is pretty serious. Next time I land in the Turks this and Caicos, yeah, I'm gonna definitely uh, pay a little bit more attention to that. So I don't know, uh, maybe that was just me, but uh, you would agree too, I guess, right, Dennis? Yes, definitely. Uh, you know, have a lot of respect for it. And when somebody tells you do not go across that line, there's a reason. Right. And if you're a worker, you know, you got to follow the training and the safety p protocols that they've put in place because it could be the difference between your life, you know. Right. You got to respect it. Uh, you you, you got to, you know, follow the rules. Uh, try to be safe. You don't want that to happen to you or anyone else, for that matter. Okay, look, well, we got plenty more to cover here on the first broadcast of 2023, including something on a much more positive note. We're heading to the Bahamas. Dennis and I are heading to the Bahamas to do some diving with some great hammerhead sharks. And uh, Dennis is uh, getting his Mooney 201 ready for the flight. We'll tell you about it next. 
Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. How do they get all that metal up in the air? It makes no sense. It also doesn't make any sense how much you're sweating. Ha! He thinks we're all going to die. This guy. If the plane doesn't kill you, I will. Looks like it's time for someone to take their sleepy pill. You're gonna be okay. You gotta fly, gotta fly away. No need to be This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along Captain Dennis. We are heading to the Bahamas here in, uh, I don't know, just over a week. Uh, we're going to go dive with great hammerhead sharks on the island of Bimini in the Bahamas. These babies are like 14 feet long. Uh, we did this a couple years ago. Dennis and I flew over in his Mooney, had a great adventure. Literally flew over that day, that afternoon. We are diving with these uh, sharks. And then the next morning, we flew back because the weather front was coming in. We are planning to stay a couple days, but we ended up, we had to get out of the uh, out of the Bahamas uh, sooner as opposed to later. So we didn't spend uh, as much time as we planned, but we had an amazing adventure. And we had the flexibility to do what we wanted to do. Got in, got out. This time, I don't know, we may uh, spend a few extra days if the weather cooperates. That's the plan, right, Dennis? You think? That that's my plan, at least. You know, okay. I'm, take, I'm planning on doing the the Sunday to to Wednesday as scheduled. But yep. you know, now that I live in Florida, I don't have to worry about an eight hour cross country flight back to the Midwest and have to deal with all the weather conditions. So I think we we have a little bit more flexibility and a little bit better visibility to the weather as well. That's right. It's so only a forty two mile flight from the east coast of Florida, like Fort Lauderdale area, over to Bimini. It's the closest Bahamian island to the u.s so it's a very very short flight very easy to get to uh the the airport in bimini is is like flying into some rural florida airport with uh you know with you know just a hole in the wall fbo kind of place it's it's quite rustic well they don't even have an fbo they basically have customs and that's it true Um, right there's a building (laughs) and there's uh so you know it's it's pretty easy to get in and uh, out of now you do have to do you know you got to jump through a few ho- hoops and you had to what get a new updated uh 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 what i don't know what was it what kind of sticker what'd you do it's that customs and border patrol sticker you okay. know the, the little uh user fee you got to pay the 32 dollars and change uh for a 12 month sticker yeah. and unlike you know unlike uh normal people you would think you'd buy the sticker and it's good for 12 months no it's only good for the calendar year so mm, okay. i held off until basically this week so i get the full 12 months out of it otherwise i would have wound up uh you know, having to buy one for one one or two weeks in December and then buy it again, that didn't make any sense. Got so, it. so that's for the Bahamas the Customs and... Uh, well, no, that's or, the U.S. Customs. Oh, really? And they make you do that for like, that uh, for a year like that. That's odd. Why do right. they do the that? The Bahamas charges you, that's what pays for the Customs and Border Patrol facility, like at Fort Lauderdale International and Fort Lauderdale Executive and things like that. It's that user fee that you pay, where... 
the Bahamas, they charge you per passenger, per flight, for how many people are coming in. They, they bill you for all that stuff. The U.S., you just have to buy the sticker, the actual custom services that are free. I see. Okay. So you, you got that uh, already squared away, though. So you're good, uh, good there. Now, uh, I'm actually flying over on commercial. So I'm going to meet Dennis over there. And he's going to fly his Mooney over. I don't. I, I don't know what the rules are. Like for instance, if I fly over there and meet you, I mean, could I potentially just say, ah, I'm not going to take the commercial flight back and uh, hop a, you know, you know, hitchhike back with Dennis? Can I do that? Or wh- who do we got to tell? Or do we? Would I be a stowaway? How would that work, Dennis? Do you know? No, that would that would be on my responsibility as the pilot in command because I have to file the paperwork with customs. Right. So the Bahamas probably doesn't care because there's a departure fee that gets paid for every passenger that leaves. So you pay that. They don't care whether you're paying it to silver or uh, if I'm paying. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But on the U.S. side, if I'm coming in with two people on the airplane, I you know I just have to declare and you have to have your passport information. All that has to be pre-filled out and sent to them via EAPIS. Mm-hmm. And I have to reach out to the customs facility ahead of time and re- and tell them that I'm coming and get the initials of the person I talk to because you're supposed to advise them, you know, an hour before your flight or whatever so that they know you're coming. They don't right. want to be surprised that somebody's showing up on their ramp. Well, of course, but that is something we could do literally uh, on the fly, isn't it? But, well, yes, I mean, we could. You know, whether you want to. And uh, is a big question mark. Dennis may not want to have me along, but uh, I, I well, was wondering if we work that uh, angle. Never, yeah. What do you think? We we could, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, then you you know, what are you going to do with your return ticket on uh, silver? You know, are you going to try to get a credit or just forget? I it? I, I won't get squat. It'll just be a matter yeah. of do we want to do that or not? Is my fig? You know what I was thinking. I was like, and then I could compare the two. I could be- compare Silver Airways to Dennis Airways. <laughs> what, do you th- what do you think? Would you like to be, go up be against that? That's going to be a tough them? one. It is. You know, I mean, I'm a pretty uh, tough uh, customer. You got to do a lot to impress me, Dennis. <laughs> well, I know I don't have a lot of room for the uh, beverage cart and the in-flight snacks. What? Uh, so, you know, there's, there's that comparison. Well, e- even on, uh, you know, Silver Airways, who, who runs the charter company from Fort Lauderdale to Bimini. I mean, it's only a 42-mile flight. They, they don't offer any service. I think these are uh, 40-seaters, maybe, uh, if that. I think they might be 40-seat airplanes, 40, 50. I forget what they are, what they're flying, but they're not big airplanes either. But uh, but the flight's so short, they don't have time to do any service or anything like that. They just get you on the plane, fly you over there, and land. You know, so it's a convenience thing more than anything. But uh, but I, I don't know if, if that works. If the weather cooperates, would you be open to such a, an experiment? I'll fly over on them and then maybe come back with you. Yeah, what why do you not? It, yeah, it only adds an extra hour to my flight. I mean, nonstop from Fort Lauderdale to here is 40 minutes. So, and we already know it's less than an hour from Orlando, so it wouldn't be a big deal. It'd be kind of fun to go do that again. Well, uh, we'll we'll see. It'll be kind of up to you, I guess. And, uh, you know, and obviously the weather. I mean, the weather's been pretty good, except, you know, we've been having, I mean, we're in that time frame where the winds can go nuts day to day in Florida. I mean, it's great flying weather, temperature-wise, but the winds can pick up and create some issues and things like that. But uh, other than that, uh, it's usually more clear for flying this time of year in Florida and in the Caribbean. Wouldn't you agree? 
I would. Uh, the only problem that we have with this time of year now is we're getting back into that season of uh, the morning fog and having to wait for that to burn off. So right. That's, that's become more of an issue. Yeah, but, but it, who wants know, to get up before the flexibility again? No one wants to get up before the fog burns off. Dennis, come on. You you set your own flight path, your own flight schedule, and yeah. you know I you know I I don't want to take can off. Make it work. Yeah, I don't want to take off before noon. Wouldn't you? Before at least noon, right? Yeah, you you, you got to take advantage of <laughs> yeah. every minute you can to you know enjoy the Bahamian weather and uh, island lifestyle there in Bimini. Wouldn't you? Come on, you're with me on this, aren't you? See, I'm trying to sell them on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not arguing. You're definitely right on. <laughs> okay. All you know, right. See. What's the checkout time at the hotel? We stay there right to the last minute. True. And we go hang out. Well, usually um, it's uh, 11 a.m. For, for most hotels, but in the Bahamas, they're on island time. They A lot of times they'll let you stay a little, an extra two or three hours even. And, uh, and I know people there. And well, we, and we know, and the, we know the proprietors. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I was going to say. So we can fly a, late. We exactly. Late checkout. Yeah. Yeah, you know, do some uh, Bahamian uh, conch fritters for lunch, and then uh, you know just take off when we want to in the early afternoon or something. So it could happen. We'll see do some fishing or something crazy. What exactly that could uh, that could be part of the plan too. But uh, once again, the main purpose is to go over there to do some scuba diving with the great hammerhead sharks, which are vacationing in Bimini right now. <laughs> they. They go there at this time of year, uh, cold months, like December, January, February, and they get these massive great hammerhead sharks, which can be in the size range of anywhere from like 10 to 15 feet long. We're talking Shark Week stuff here, people. You know, if you're a scuba diver, you dig it. If you're not, you, you know, you show this video it's to your friends. It's still impressive. Yes. They, they kind of go, you did that? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of a big deal. That's what you do when you're a pilot and you can do cool things like diving. All right. Well, on that note, for the first broadcast of 2023, not too shabby, we'll wrap it up. Remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the Information Super Skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com. 